Testing one, two. This is Barry Zalma, Zalma on insurance. I am an attorney who has retired from the practice of law and now spend my time as an insurance claims or consultant or expert witness, an author and producer of these videos. Today I'd like to talk about the professionals needed when dealing with construction defects and construction defect insurance. These include, first and probably foremost, the structural engineer. Structural engineering is the science and art of designing and making, with economy and elegance, buildings, bridges, frameworks, and other similar structures so that they can be safely uh, constructed and safely resist the forces to which they may be subjected. Structural engineering is a specialty within civil engineering. Civil engineers design highways, airports, train yards and terminals, wharves and ports, beaches, water treatment facilities, aqueducts, retaining walls for landscaping and tunnels. The structural engineer learns how to do all these things also, but then specializes in buildings and frameworks. Structural engineers often do work that includes some civil engineering. For example, a new building may need some retaining walls around a loading dock or a small bridge so the driveway can span a creek. Structural engineers design frameworks, including the structural framing for all types of buildings, bridges, towers, and amusement rides. The structural engineer is responsible for the design of the beams, columns, walls, floors, roof, and foundation of a structure. The engineer also spends time working out details of how it all fits and the connections that hold it all together. Sometimes, some of this responsibility is shared with other members of the design team. The structural engineer also works with architects, contractors, plus other types of engineers such as electrical, plumbing, mechanical, and industrial engineers, and specialists like acousticians, metallurgists, and others. One becomes a structural engineer by attending an accredited college or university that provides engineering training. After completing the college training, the new engineer studies under a licensed professional engineer, learning the practical aspects of the profession and studying for a licensing examination. The structural engineer is not considered professional until he or she passes a rigorous examination to become licensed to practice engineering in the state in which the engineer works. A structural engineer owes an independent duty to the structure developer and members or owners of the structure, condominium homeowners association and holders of property interests in a single structure or a condominium building to make reasonable care to design a building 
that did not present any safety risks to its residents or the property. A claim against an engineer for negligent design, alleging that building was rendered unreasonably dangerous to its occupants due to defects, was not barred by the independent duty doctrine. The engineer's independent tort duty of reasonable care was not limited to situations in which the engineer's failure to exercise reasonable care resulted in personal injury or physical damage to property, but rather the duty encompassed prevention of safety risks. When I was a very young lawyer, I used as an expert witness a structural engineer named Stephen Barnes. He was a nice old man at the time, and I'm sure is long gone. But when he was deposed, the person deposing him would always ask for his license number and then would be shocked when Mr. Barnes would say his engineering license number in the state of California was one. It was difficult to contradict such an important structural engineer. What the structural engineer does is provide services in a manner consistent with the standard of care of their profession. A good working definition of the standard of care of a professional is, quote, that level or quality of service ordinarily provided by other normally competent practitioners of good standing in that field, contemporaneously providing similar services in the same locality and under the same circumstances. Since the engineer, when providing professional services, is using judgment gained from experience and learning, and is usually providing those services in situations where a certain amount of unknown or uncontrollable factors are common, some level of error in those services is allowed and understood. However, if the advice given is outside the standard of care followed by other structural engineers, the engineer may be held liable for his or her error. The property owner may only expect from an engineer or any other professional reasonable care and competence. The fact that an engineer makes a mistake that causes injury or damage is not sufficient to lead to professional liability on the part of the engineer. In order for there to be professional liability, it must be proven that the services were professionally negligent, that is, that they fell beneath the standard of care of the profession. When one hires an engineer, one expects the risk and the liability of that profession making a mistake similar to mistakes other normally competent engineers make using reasonable diligence and their best judgment. The standard of care is not what an engineer should have done in a particular instance. It is not what others say an engineer would do or what others say they themselves would have done. 
it is just what competent engineers actually did in similar circumstances. Therefore, to prove negligence, it is necessary to call an expert structural engineer to explain what the engineers actually did and what a competent engineer would have done in the same circumstances. The structural engineer can be either a defendant in a construction defect claim or suit or a key witness to establish the existence of a defect and render his or her opinion on the person or persons responsible for the defect. The measure of reasonable care for an engineer undertaking engineering services is the degree of care, skill, and learning expected of a reasonably prudent engineer in the state acting in the same or similar circumstances. A structural engineer can help litigants in a construction defect suit in addition to establishing the cause of responsibility for a construction defect, the engineer as an expert can determine what is necessary to repair the structure to a sound condition and provide the information necessary for the construction consultant to prepare estimates of the cost to correct or repair the damage and may also assume responsibility for ascertaining the nature and extent of the problem and designing an appropriate remedy. The structural engineer provides the expertise to allow a judge or judy, jury to determine there was either no defect or if there was a defect, who was responsible for the defect. The structural engineer, much like the construction consultant, but limited to the engineer's specific expertise, should be able to effectively determine who did what and when to the structural components and produce plans and specifications that show the defects in the structural components of the structure. The structural engineer will also be able to provide the following. One, the best available documentation record of the original construction project as it relates to structural engineering issues, including calculations performed by the engineer. Two, an examination of the project record in detail to establish compliance with the plans and specifications provided by the original structural engineer. Three, a summary of all engineering documents. Four, analysis of the original plans and specifications as compared to the structure as built and the soundness of the structure from an engineering standpoint. Five, accurate as-built plans and structural calculations for review and future testimony. Six, identification of changes to the structural components of the property. Seven, graphic representations of impacts to the structural integrity of the building 
and seven, identification of individual contractors or subcontractors, actual compliance with the structural plans, specifications, and engineering calculations, or failure to comply with the structural plans, specifications, and engineering calculations. The structural engineer will also be able to provide the following information about defects. One, documents showing the structural engineering effects of failing to comply with plans and specifications on the project and structure. Two, analysis of all of the structural defects claimed or established. Three, an engineering analysis of the construction schedule to determine if it had any impact on the claimed or actual defects. Four, identification of party or parties responsible for the structural defects in the as-built structure. Five, identification of methods to repair the structure to make it sound. And or six, that it cannot be repaired and must be torn down and rebuilt correctly. The structural engineer should also be able to give the following assistance with financial analysis. A narrative report outlining act outlining actual impacts to the work, sustained damages, and changes in contract time, allocating responsibility for damages as required, actual damages to the owner, the structure, and the occupants, the cost and design of repairs needed to bring the structure to the design plans and specifications, and identification of compensable and non-compensable components of defects in construction or deviation from structural engineering specifications. The engineer should also be available to provide testimony at trial or arbitration if required with analysis of the original as-planned structure and prepare trial exhibits to support the testimony of himself or herself and other experts. The structural engineer should also assist a litigant with the following. Claim negotiation with reports, graphical evidence, and cost summary. Development of a discovery plan. Assistance in the deposition of the other side's experts and structural engineers providing information to refute technical evidence presented by opposing side and, and as appropriate providing expert testimony. He will also work with other experts such as the geotechnical engineer, the architect, the forensic roofing consultants, the building code compliance experts, other engineers, the architect, and the owner and lawyers for the owner. This video was adapted from my book, Construction Defects and Insurance, Volume 1, which is available as a Kindle book and as a paperback 
as the first of an eight-volume work on construction defect and insurance claims. If you found this video to be useful to you, please refer it to your colleagues so that they can also learn from the video. Please also subscribe to my YouTube and my Rumble channel as well as my blog so that you can be informed of future blog posts and future videos. Thank you again for your attention.